Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fest this morning, Jesus. Lord, my soul thirsts to know you, Jesus, this morning. My soul thirsts to be in your presence. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, that I am able to come into your presence this morning. Thank you, Father, that I am able to bless your name. I'm able to call you El Shaddai. I am able to call you Jehovah. I am able to call you Yahweh. I call you these things because, Lord, you mean more than those words. Indeed, Lord, you are El Shaddai. You are the omnipotent one. You are the all-present one. You are the all-powerful one. I declare this morning that you are Jehovah. You are my God, Lord. You are my King, Father. Be glorified forevermore. Be glorified forevermore. As we praise your name this morning, as we read the word, we ask, Father, bless us with your presence. We ask, Lord, grant us wisdom, grant us understanding. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone listening in this morning. I am Morphe Eyedeke. We continue reading the book of Luke. Today we take two more chapters, chapters 8 and 9, quite long chapters. If we are not able to finish chapter 9, we will stop somewhere. Chapter 8, Jesus, you know, or Luke gives us um, specifically the only person who does among uh, the four gospels that we have gives us the name of the women that were following jesus okay so you might want to take note of that and then we see series of lessons of parables that we can learn from the parable of the lamb the parable of the farmer sowing seed you know they will bless you this morning all right get your bibles let's read let's read together this morning we have a long read uh, this one is women who followed jesus soon afterward jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of god he took his 12 disciples with him yes jesus took his 12 disciples took his 12 disciples with him along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases among them were mary magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons now i want you to picture this in your mind and like i will always say of jesus it seemed to always be looking for trouble or was always seeking to break the culture of that time he was bringing in something new he called it new wine okay so in those in this time uh, women don't make sweets they don't they don't they don't come out like this uh, that's one they don't even mix with men okay so from what i can see one okay of course so when we read about johanna you will know she is married okay a married woman going around with other men no 
okay so but jesus was breaking the culture the barriers of those times that were limiting women and i think you know luke is careful to give us this account now look at the women that he, he took with him okay he said that they were some of some of them had been cured of evil spirits and di- and diseases and the first person they were called is mary magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons i'm telling you uh, jesus was such a remarkable person okay to give her you know um a second chance or to give her the opportunity to be a minister of god after living this way wow you have to give it to jesus three says johanna the wife of chusa eros business manager susanna and many others who were con- contributing from their own resources to support jesus and his disciples they were contributing from their own resources okay so um giving did not start did not start um start with <laughs> with the new testament it was in the old testament continued into the new testament yes they were contributing and supporting jesus with their own resources beyond that jesus was already breaking the barrier of what giving meant in the old testament when people had to give they took it to the temple now these women were given and they were given to jesus who was not from the tribe of levi was not a priest okay and you will notice that when the acts of the apostles will start uh, this template would be implemented now let's continue let's read about the parable of the farmer scattering seed one day jesus told a story in form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him a farmer went out to plant his seeds as he scattered it across his feed some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it other seed fell among rocks it began to grow but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants still other seeds fell on fertile soil and this seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted when he had said this he called out anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand <laughs> Oh, if you had this story, I'm sure you would have been concerned. What is this man talking about? But one of the things I loved about Jesus was what he was asking them. If you wanted to understand, ask. Okay? And everyone who sought to understand or who asked Jesus for a response, for an answer, Jesus gave them. So when he told them, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. If you listen, you will understand the story. His disciple asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't they won't understand. Okay, very important. We find that in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 9. Says this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. Okay, the seed is the word of God. The, the seeds that fell on the footpath, each of the paths or each of the grounds that were represented, 
or that were described represents people okay so the seeds that fell on the footpath represents those people who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved that is the first set when you hear the word the first thing the devil wants to do is to try and take it out of your heart as best as he can he can do that in different ways but this one seems like a direct yes a direct impact from him yes he says that to prevent them from being from believing and being saved the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy okay they received it with joy since but since they don't have deep roots they believe for a while then they fall they fall away when when they face temptation in other words it is your duty to have deep or to have soil so that you can have deep roots the word of god will come to everyone the same way it is your duty to take care of the devil so that he does not come and take the word away from your heart it is also your duty to ensure that there is soil in your heart so that when the word comes it will go down deep okay very important it says when they face temptation they fall away the next 14 the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life and so they never grow into maturity again it is your duty to remove everything that can crowd out the word of god in your life god will not do it for you okay god will not do it for you you will have to do it yourself okay he calls it you know the riches and the cares the cares of this the cares of of this world the cares for pleasures of this world he says they are not able to grow to maturity if you want to grow to maturity the cares of this world have to be put in their place lastly is it and the seeds that fell on the good soil represents honest good-hearted people who hear god's word cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest you would think that their soil just became like that became a good soil no they worked hard to prepare to prepare the soil of their heart so when the word came okay <clears throat> it was able to grow few things you notice about them he said that they they represent honest good-hearted people okay two very important quality you need to to have a heart that receives god's word honesty receive god's word read the word of god be passionate about the word long for the word he says good-hearted very important people who are sincere they are like little children they receive the word of god literally okay they don't seek to find a way to use the word of god you know or to use god's word to bind god himself no not at all it is fellowshipping with god that is in their heart jesus says that they patiently produce a huge harvest and that is the third quality patiently yes they they work with the word they use the word of god in their lives and patiently they will produce a huge harvest okay it goes on in another parable to say in different folds 160 30 folds 
Next, we read about the parable of the lamp. It says, no one lights a lamp and then cover it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. Yes, the lamp again is the word of God. Okay, uh, David was David who said, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, Psalm 119, and a light unto my path. Your word. Okay, so Jesus said, No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. Most people eh, receive the word and cover it. Most people receive the word and hide it, okay? So that it is not productive in their lives. What the word of God will do for you is illuminate your life, okay? It will show you exactly who you are. Jesus said everything that is considered will be brought to the light and made, made known to all. Jesus said, so pay attention to how you hear. It is very, very important. This is one of the keys to allowing the word of God to shine in your life. Listen, Jesus will say. Says, so pay attention to how you hear. Uh, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Next, we read about Jesus' family. Then Jesus' mother and brother came to see him, but they couldn't get to him because of the crowd someone told jesus your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to see you jesus replied my mother and my brothers are all those who hear god's word and obey it one day uh, jesus said to his disciples jesus is going to calm the storm in the next parable uh, let's cross to the other side of the lake so they got into a boat and started out as they sailed across Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he, said, he, then he asked them, Where is your faith? My question is, who would have thought that faith what was was to be used in this particular instance? Okay? So, but why the scripture does not mention it here? I just feel that this was an attack from the devil. Yes, this was an attack from the devil, you know, to stop Jesus from doing some of the things that he has started to, to do. Okay? Or to kill him in that place. Remember that Jesus was not going to die any other place but on the cross. If the disciples remembered that, eh, they would have realized that nothing was going to happen. The devil would just fume. We do everything he wants to do. Nothing was going to happen. Jesus was not going to die in water. He was going to die on the cross. Jesus asked them, where is your faith? And this part is very important. When you want to command things, okay, it has to be standing in your faith in God. Since the disciples were terrified and amazed who is this man they asked each other when he gives a command even the wind and the waves obey him 26 so they arrive in the region of of uh, gerasin 
across the lakes from lake from galilee as jesus was climbing out of the boat this is why i think it was the devil he dealt with there so when he stepped out from the boat eh, the demons they showed up he says a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him for for a long time he had been homeless and naked living in the tombs outside the, the town as soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me? Jesus, son of the most high God, please, I beg you, don't torture me. So I feel this guy, this demon, was the one causing that storm because he knew Jesus was coming. This is for Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of, of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man, even when he was placed under guard and put in <clears throat> put put in chains and shackles he simply broke them and rushed out into the into the wilderness completely under the the, the, the demon's power jesus jesus demanded what is your name legion he replied for he was filled with many demons the demon kept begging jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit uh, they happen there happened to be a large head of pig feeding on the hillside nearby and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pig so jesus gave them permission then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the entire head plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned when the herdsmen saw it they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside spreading the news as they ran wonderful herdsmen <laughs> it says people rushed out to see what had happened you would think that they would have been excited right he says the crowd soon gathered around jesus and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons he was sitting at jesus's feet fully clothed and perfectly sane and they were all afraid uh, then those who had seen what what happened told the others how the demon possessed man had been healed and all the people in the region of gerasin begged jesus to go away and leave them alone eh this one that, that is talking to demons <laughs> please come and be going this is for a great wave of fear swept over them so jesus returned to the boat and left you see some people will encounter jesus and their response will be fear others will encounter jesus and their response will be horror yes reverence for jesus which one what will be your own since jesus left ah may jesus not live your own life in the mighty name of jesus jesus returned to the boat and left crossing back to the other side of the lake the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him but jesus sent him home saying no go back to your family and tell them everything god has done for you so he went all through the towns proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. That's all you need to preach the gospel. Just tell them what Jesus has done for you. Next, Jesus heals in response to faith. This person received their healing without Jesus needing to pray. On the other side of the lake, the crowd welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure coming up behind jesus she touched the fringe of his robe immediately the bleeding stopped who touched me jesus asked everyone denied it 
And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing against, pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. So my question is this morning, how are you touching Jesus? Yes, that will be the focus of of um of our write-up this morning. How are you touching Jesus? Somebody said Jesus said somebody deliberately touched me. Since for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her feet in front of him. The old crowd had her explanation why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the house of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith, and she will be healed. Healed though, not raised from the dead, healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, and John, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping, she isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, Talita Komene, get up. And at, at that moment, her eyes returned. Uh, sorry, her life returned. And she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. All right. But James and John were there, so... They give us the account. Next, Jesus will send out the 12 disciples. Chapter 9, please flip to chapter 9. One day, Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. All demons and to heal all diseases. Nothing was left out. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothing. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until, until you leave town. Remember again, Jesus is giving the new templates for ministry. He told them to take nothing. It was supposed to be the duty of their host to take care of them. Hmm. He says, wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if the town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. See, so they began their circuits of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. Since when Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. Others thought Jesus was Elijah or one of the other prophets risen from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom I hear such stories? And he kept trying to see Jesus. This is the same Herod though, that they would take Jesus to and he will refuse to condemn him. He kept trying to see Jesus. Next, Jesus will feed 5,000. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. 
Then he slipped quietly away with them towards the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms, so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for uh, this old crowd? For there are about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven, blessed them, then breaking the loaves into pieces. He kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute to the people. They were just 12 disciples, okay? So they all ate as much as, the, the, sorry, 12 apostles, okay? But he gave you, the focus was with the apostles here, the 12 of them. They all ate as much as they wanted and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover next peter makes this declaration about jesus and you remember it was after this time that jesus talked about the fact that he was going to die (laughs) since one day jesus left the crowds to pray alone only his disciples were with him and he asked them who do people say i am well they replied some say john the baptist some say elijah another says you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead then he asked them but who who do you say i am peter replied you are the messiah sent from god Hmm. jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was the son of man must suffer many terrible things he said he will be rejected by by the elders the leading priests and the teachers of religious laws he will be killed but on the third day he will be raised from the dead then this he said to the crowd if any of you wants to be my followers you must give up your own way take up your cross daily and follow me if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for my sake you will save it and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but you you are yourself lost but if you gain the whole world but are yourself lost or destroyed if anyone is ashamed of me and my message the son of man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the father and the holy angels i tell you the truth some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom the kingdom of god so the question is yeah were there people standing there i'm telling you john that the beloved will literally see it yes he will see the kingdom next we read the transfiguration about eight days later jesus took peter james john and james up on the mountain to pray and as he was praying the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white suddenly two men moses and elijah appeared and began talking with jesus they were glorious to see and they were speaking about his exodus from this world which was about to be fulfilled in jerusalem like i said again the transfiguration was meant to to prepare jesus for the step that he was supposed to take peter and the others had uh, others had fallen asleep when they woke up they saw jesus glory and and the two men standing with him as 
Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blotted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them and terror uh, gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the crowd said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Next, Jesus heals this demon-possessed boy. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, my only child. An evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsion so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Or gripped the people as they saw his majestic display of God's power. I'm telling you, God's power casts out demons every time. You will notice there that God healed the boy. Eh? <laughs> Very important. Or Jesus healed the boy. Very important. Casted out the demon, but the boy still needed healing. That was exactly what Jesus did. Next, Jesus will predict his death while everyone was marveling at everything he was doing. Jesus said to his disciples, listen to me and remember what I say. The son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies, but they, but they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they couldn't understand it and they were afraid to ask him about it. We know that Peter had responded, right? When Peter told him that you had not definitely you won't die, and Jesus told him, Get behind me, Satan. So they were all afraid to ask him what it meant. Next, Jesus tells them who is the greatest in the kingdom. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus had knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. You see the way the kingdom works? Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Next, using the name of Jesus, John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons. So even before Jesus died, his name was already casting out demons. When he sent out the disciples eh, in twos, what did you think they were using to cast out demons? It was his name. Mm -hmm. He says, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons. But we told him to stop because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you. Hallelujah. Last 51 says, At the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus remotely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. So Luke gives us the specific year. He said Samaritan village. 
to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? <laughs> but Jesus turned and rebuked them. Uh, so they went on <laughs> to another village. <laughs> oh God, wonderful guys. Next, Jesus gives the course of following him. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. It's not as if Jesus is not telling them not to bury their father or not to say goodbye to their families, okay? But if going to say goodbye to your family is going to mean you will not come back, again you have laid your hand to the plow and you will not look back okay if you know what it meant then to bury the dead <laughs> in the jewish culture okay uh it was a ceremony that you will probably not come back from jesus says essentially what he was discussing here is being focused being focused if you are going to be his follower if you are going to be a productive Christian, maybe focus on the message. He told that one, your duty is to preach the message of the kingdom. Hallelujah. All right, as we go this morning, remember that Jesus came to that village and they rejected Jesus. Yes, they in fact literally chased him away. They said they didn't want him. Do you want Jesus in your own life? I know what I want. I want Jesus in my own life. And so this morning, I want us to pray and declare this morning and tell Jesus, Lord, I will not be like that crowd, that crowd that chased you away. Instead, Jesus, I will have you in my life. Secondly, I want us to declare this morning, Jesus said, if you lay your hands to the plow and you look back, you are not fit for the kingdom. Lord, I declare this morning that all my heart belongs to you. Jesus, give me the courage Give me the fortitude to follow you all the days of my life. Make that your prayer this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to love you more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to follow you all the days of our lives. We will never look back in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Ah, God bless you. Have a good day.